This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kyabram. You can visit us at www.lwkyabram.com. Is called Faith Walk. Faith Walk. And tonight we're just going to talk about walking by faith, but not just our walk of faith, but cheering us on on our walk of faith. And I believe that heaven cheers us on in our walk of faith. I think it's important that we also cheer ourselves on and cheer each other on on this walk of faith. Let's look first at Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 11 gets called the faith chapter, so it's probably a, a good place to start tonight. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. And in the message, it paraphrases and kind of uses longer sentences, maybe gives a little more to that definition. It says there, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. And if you're familiar with the rest of that chapter, it goes on and it's kind of the heroes of the faith, the faith hall of fame, people of biblical days outlined in the rest of that chapter. But just because there's that list there of people from days ancient ago, it doesn't mean that a walk of faith isn't current. It's just that we can't look at someone else's walk of faith, whether it's someone ancient and in the Bible. We can't look at the person's walk of faith next to us. We are responsible for our own walk of faith. We need that for our own selves. And it's based upon our own experience. That's where our faith grows, our testimony in our own little hall of faith comes out of our own experience. God's word is timeless and it applies to current life just as much as it applied to those people in that, that list in Hebrews. So that's the, well, that's a definition of faith in those verses there. Other people often have a view of faith that it's some kind of blind leap. They kind of see Christian faith as some kind of reckless punt on a, a chance like that there's no actual guarantee of the outcome. But the faith that the Bible talks about, that the people of the Bible live, the faith that people have lived down generations since is, is so unlike that blind leap of leap of faith, the faith that I trust that you experience in your own life is so much more, I hope, than some kind of blind leap of faith, some kind of wishful thinking that you're hanging on to. And it grows more out of that experience, those arms of the Father that are secure in your life. And observers might still look at people of strong faith and and not understand it, but that's because they don't have that experience 
themselves based on the solid foundation of the gospel combines with a commitment. It's a choice. There's choices we make all along the way as to whether we're actually going to walk by faith or not, whether we're going to just walk according to what our circumstances say or what someone else might be telling us. So there's that twofold experience of of the actual foundation of the gospel plus the choices, but it's so much beyond wishful thinking. There's a picture of faith that that I like and it's to do with how kids like to jump off things and go catch me and hopefully I kind of feel like it's more a dad thing because maybe the dads encourage kids to take risks more than mums but it's like come on the kids just go catch me and they just take that leap of faith but it's not a blind leap of faith because once upon a time somewhere in their relationship with their earthly dad dad said to them jump and I'll catch you and they believed him, they trusted him, they took that leap and he caught them. So the next time when he said jump, they were more ready to do it. The only thing is that um, human dads are not perfect, so kids just get very confident in their faith in their human dad and they go, catch me and jump and dad's distracted and, and hopefully, I reckon dads have this kind of dad skill where when the kid's body slams against them they normally manage to grab a limb or two or something and the kid doesn't hit the ground but there's that faith in a child that when they say catch me that dad is going to come through and that even when he's distracted that he's going to save them from falling and the good thing about a heavenly father is he's never distracted. The arms of Father God are secure all the time. Others may plot our harm. They might even cause harm to us. But God holds us secure. If we trust him, we can come to him with whatever wounds life may bring us and we will find him secure. We can find that, that faith is totally real and we don't need to question, we don't need to doubt. So if we're going to cheer each other on in our faith walk, here's some things that maybe we could say to cheer each other on. And the first one is follow the good shepherd. So if I'm going to cheer you on in your faith, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to follow the good shepherd. Let's look at John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. And in verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Back in verse 4 and 5, he said, After he has gathered his own flock, that is the shepherd, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Just like a, a little kid 
I don't think is going to go catch me to a random stranger. They're going to go and jump into the arms of their father because he's the one who has proved himself faithful. He's the one who has that, those secure arms. He's the one that they're familiar with. And it's the same with us and our good shepherd that we follow his voice when we are familiar with that voice. Follow the good shepherd. There's some um, well-known needs that people have in life other than like food and air and water. Some three well-known ones that people need are a sense of belonging, a sense of security and a sense of worth. And in those verses in John 10, verse 4 and 5, it talks about the good shepherd gathering his flock as his own. And there our sense of belonging is met right there in Jesus when we follow the good shepherd. He reached out to us. He provided us with a way of reconciliation and a way to belong. There's a separation from our old life and a belonging to him in new life. It's only found through Jesus, what he's done. It's not ever found through our own effort or on our own terms. In that passage as well about the good shepherd, it talked about knowing his voice and there's, there is security is found. It's the familiar voice of our good shepherd, the familiar voice that we develop that knowing of his voice through prayer, through communicating with him and that voice in our spirit that responds to our prayers, that prompts us through his word. He speaks to us that way and just there's revelation through his word. We, we begin to understand and know his voice. How much security is there in just knowing that familiar voice is there, that trusting, trustworthy voice is there. And that passage also mentioned following his leading. And in that, I believe worth is found because God leads us to good things. He has purpose for our lives. He has good plans for us. And so we can follow his leading. We can see that he sees us of value and worth because he saved us, yes, but also because he has good plans. He, he includes us in his plans for his world. That's pretty awesome, I think, that, that he doesn't go, oh, no, you'll just, you'll just make a mess. Like, just sit back and, and be good, saved people and let me do all the work. No, he, he has plans for us. He says, no, I've got things for you to do. Come on, come and be part of what I'm doing in this world. And so cheering us along in the walk of faith, following the good shepherd, we can be gathered as his own and have that sense of belonging. We can know his voice and have security. We can follow his leading and have that sense of worth met in our life. So the second thing I might say to cheer you on and that we might be able to say to each other to cheer ourselves on, say to ourselves as well that that personal pep talk is keep walking. If you're going to start walking, keep walking. 
I think we are foolish if we think that we are never at risk of any kind of faltering or falling in our life. I think we're setting ourselves up to fall if that's the case. And there's some things in life that that can um, be things that we need to be aware of. If we're aware of them, we're more likely not to stumble, more likely not to fall. One of them is when cultural influence takes precedence over the Word of God's influence in our life. We all have that desire to fit in, and if for some reason we're kind of just feeling a bit on the outer, we all can have that desire to just have our um, our um, needs met by short-term pleasure. Sometimes, especially if we get weary, especially if we get a bit disappointed, we just want something to make us feel better. So there is that opportunity for those kind of distractions to come in, for for us to look at things in today's culture and and to go, oh, maybe that's a better choice to instead of going, no, why would I want to follow the world's culture because I'm a new creation in Christ? Sometimes we can get it a bit mixed up and we can go, oh, no, maybe, maybe the world's culture has got it right. Sometimes we can just twist the word of God a little bit to kind of almost try and mix the two together just so that we can get our own way maybe fulfill our own desires but kind of feel like we're still got God's blessing upon it so if we are going to keep walking we have to be aware of those kind of things coming along and and tripping us up we have to be aware of how we respond when we get hurt in church because churches are made up of people and I don't know about you, but I'm not a perfect person and it's quite likely that you're not either and probably the person sitting next to you, they might be close to perfect, but they're probably not quite there. So you're going to get hurt in church at some stage and like through the through the years, churches have been guilty of just really not acting like they're the church and causing hurt for people in a big way and I pray that like that doesn't happen to you but something's going to happen where you could get offended in church you could get hurt in church and when that happens it's kind of like you don't feel like going to the word of God to address that because it's in church that you've got hurt so there's a temptation to to push aside God's wisdom in those moments and just fix it in your own way or, or the way, again, that maybe the world might suggest. Like rather than Scripture's approach to forgiveness and reconciliation, maybe you might just focus on the unfairness of the situation instead. Like forgiveness isn't that letting the person get off scot-free, like that kind of attitude instead, wanting to make things fair. There's the temptation to not only look outside God's word for answers but to maybe get hold of just some doctrines that maybe aren't quite right and and kind of just get just kind of go on a bumpy ride with them for a while. So 
we need to keep walking and not get tripped up by those things. The other thing that can upset us along the way is if we try and walk this walk of faith as a lone ranger. God designed us to be in community with each other. He birthed the church and wants us to have that connection. There's accountability in our church community. There's that connection, that, there's that encouragement, there's that corporate blessing upon us. So let's cheer us each other on and, and encourage each other to keep walking. Sometimes we might see that someone's just kind of slowing or they're just kind of taking a sidestep off the path. We might see it before they do. It can be subtle where maybe just the relationship with God and, and godly lifestyle itself is pushed aside just to allow decisions to be made that might seem harmless in themselves but long term they can cause damage to family and friendships, even mental health, even to our our bodies. So things to be aware of that we might keep walking and not falter, not fall along the way. So keep loving, keep praying for each other, keep cheering each other on, encouraging each other, speaking the truth and then leave it with God because as much as you'd like to be able to get someone back on track that you really can see they've gone off, it's their decision in the end. But for yourself, keep encouraging yourself and cheering yourself on just to keep walking, to keep walking, to check that you're not faltering along the way. The third thing that we can cheer ourselves and each other on is be always learning. There is so much to discover about God, about the truth of his word. He's a God who is a God of revelation. There's, there's new things to be discovered in God all the time. There's important things that we need to know to help us finish our race, to keep walking that walk of faith to the end. Second Timothy chapter 1 gives some encouragement there. In 2 Timothy 1, 13 to 14, it says, Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you have learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. There's truth about God that we need to explore. We need to be learners. We need to be discovering we need to be adding to what we know of God and then not letting go of that, not only for our own good but so that we can share it with others as well. There's important questions that we need to explore and I think each of us have certain questions that maybe are individual to ourselves or we find ourselves in circumstances along life's journey and, and questions arise that, it's important that we explore questions for ourselves. I don't think we need to have the answers for everybody else all the time, but it's important that we explore our own questions, that we don't run away from questions and doubts that come. Questions might be something about why do, good, why do bad things happen to good people? 
that's a common question. How do we live in such a materialistic world but still follow Jesus wholeheartedly? It's about like how does the Trinity work? God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Questions about death because as a culture there's a pretty strong like world culture there's a pretty strong fear of death and an avoidance and denial of the whole death process so it's it's good for us to know and to deal with those kind of questions questions like why is god's and the bible's view of sexuality so different to the culture that we live in at this time and to even though like what what is god's view of sexuality because sometimes it just seems like God introduced social distancing before COVID was even a thing in regard to that area. And there's so much that we can find out about sexuality and how to honour God, how to honour each other in that area. But there are important questions that we need to explore and we needn't fear the world's opinions. We just don't need to take them on for ourselves. We needn't fear hearing the world's opinions because they're kind of everywhere out there because often the world's opinions for a start are from false assumptions that they have about God. People outside the church have have all kinds of thoughts about God that may be a little bit of truth here mixed with a bit of um, wishful thinking maybe here and it may be a bit of superstition there and and it's a whole mixture so some of the world's opinions are just from false assumptions but we also needn't be afraid of just confronting worldly opinions and and having people asking us questions and us having to maybe go through those questions ourselves because we've never dealt with them before because the god's word is truth his word is weighty enough to come up against any opinion that the world can bring. So we explore the questions that come up in our life and maybe ones we face from others as well and we bring them in the light of God's word, let his truth shine upon it. And sometimes it can be hard to figure out those questions. Maybe we need to ask someone who's been on that walk of faith longer than us don't just let those questions trip us up don't let them get in the way of our faith walk but find what God says about those areas because no matter what kind of opinions the world may have no matter what kind of life advice the world may have God offers us so much better options maybe there's less instant gratification in some of what God might offer us, but there's that instant satisfaction of making the choice to please God rather than momentary satisfaction and and pleasure of just satisfying our feelings in the moment. And then there's the long-term reward also of lasting fruit in our life, of the growth in our character that reflects Jesus in a better way and just demonstrates our love for him. In Ephesians 4, 14 to 16, there's some verses there that can just 
paint a picture of what we can be like when we're, we're cheering each other on in that faith walk. When we're getting on with the, the walking and we're not faltering and falling. When we're just following the good shepherd. We're just continuing to learn and discovering more about God and, and his word and, and how he reveals it to our lives. Ephesians 4 verse 14 says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That sounds like the church that Jesus died for, the church that Jesus is the head of. And as we cheer each other on in our faith walk, that's more and more the church that we can be, a church that does honour and glorify his name, a church that is ready for whatever he wants to do and however he wants to move. I just encourage you to just keep on walking, keep on walking that walk of faith, keep on encouraging the person next to you. What a blessing it is to be able to walk a walk of faith, a walk with Jesus every step of the way. We're going to finish up in prayer if you would stand with me. Before we pray, if, if you want some homework, you could read... Read John 15, starting at verse 1, and, and read however far you really want to. It talks there about abiding in the vine where Jesus is the vine. And as we walk the walk of faith, it's so important that we stay connected to him most of all. A connection with each other is important, but connection to him is the most important. And that passage in John 15, it, it talks about things like pruning branches that aren't bearing fruit, which doesn't sound something that we, we really desire, but it's for our good. It, it's to help us grow stronger and to bear more fruit, to give glory to him. It talks in that passage about remaining in him, remaining in his love, which is just, it's for our our own good that we just remain in him. He's not going anywhere. He's the faithful one whose arms that we can we can just leap into at any time and, and those arms are secure. And so the the best thing that we can do in this faith walk is to just remain in his love. Father, I just thank you that you have made a way for us to be able to know you, God, be able to call you our friend and to know that we can belong to your family, that there's a walk that we can walk through this life, a walk of faith that is so amazingly blessed as we walk with you, you with us. Your word says that you are for us and not against us as you walk with us. 
You are one who is for us. You are one who fights our battles. You are one who brings victory. You are one who brings comfort. You are one who restores hope when it seems that our hope is gone. Thank you that as we walk that walk with you, Jesus, as we just allow your leading in our life, as we follow after you as our good shepherd, as we learn from you that you change us and we become the people that we are created to be. Thank you for your restoration, your transformation, that ongoing work that you do in our lives as we just walk with you. And thank you that that you invite us to be part of what you're doing in this world. God, thank you that you have good plans for us. Thank you for the hope that we have that goes beyond this life, that our walk, our walk doesn't end when our physical legs stop walking and our physical heart stops beating. But Jesus, thank you that we get to walk right into your presence, right into an eternity spent with you. God, in this place tonight, I just pray for your strengthening upon our walk. I thank you, God, that heaven cheers us on. And God, you want only the best for us. But Lord, I know that there's situations that cause us to struggle at times, can cause us to falter and even fall. But Lord, I just pray tonight that every person hearing this message, God, will just know your strength in their life, know your strength in those areas of weakness. God, for those that we walk alongside, God, I just pray that you will give us wisdom to cheer each other on. Lord, that you will just help us to encourage one another, to celebrate each other's victories, to just be there for each other and to gather more along the way, Lord, more to walk that walk of faith with us. God, I just, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that more would join this walk with you. I'd just like to give anyone just a moment now in this place to, to just respond tonight if, if you've never just asked God into your life, if you've never acknowledged your need of a saviour, if you've never just come to that place where you don't want to live the same life that you've lived but you want your life to be made new through the power of God, through the power of Jesus' blood, have your old life made new, have your past sins washed clean. We're going to pray together if you would just pray after me this prayer and I just encourage you to pray this with all you've got if you're praying it for the first time. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you into my life today. I ask you to take my old life and make it new. I ask you to wash my sin away. Forgive me for all that I have done that does not please you. Jesus, I thank you for new life. Jesus, I thank you for a hope and a future. 
with you in this life now and forever. Amen. I just encourage you if you pray that for the first time tonight or as a recommitment of your life that that you speak to myself or one of the other pastors. If you're here in the building, if you're online, I encourage you to just connect with us via our website at www.lw.org.au and we would really like to encourage you in the decision that you've made. Bless you, everybody. I hope you can stay around tonight for a cup of tea or coffee. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabram. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabram.com.